0: From atop the Hensler Financial Building, in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. We're back You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Nick Antonucci and Jim Cron. Before we do it, if you have your own questions, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can call our question hotline at 1-855-429-9166. The way it works, you leave your question, uh, your message, including your question. We play the question back on the air and answer right behind it. If you prefer to talk to a human being, you can call us at 770-429-9166. And by the way, that's where you could get in touch with me, Nick, or Jim uh, about uh, any questions you might have, whether it be you know, details of a buy-sell agreement, a business valuation, insurance, whether it be life insurance for any purpose, Uh, including, you know, trying to to help fund a a buyout of a business. So um, that's where you call us, 770-429-9166. You can also get your question on the radio that way. You just ask for our uh, radio show producer, who is Kelly Lynn, and – she would uh she'll get your your information and get you a question answered uh you could also if you don't want to talk to anybody you can just email us at drgene@hensler.com that's spelled d r g e n e at h e n s s l e r.com
1: that's how you get the millennial questions Troy we, we don't amount, want to talk yeah. to anybody. Millennials
0: text. don't talk. Yeah. I, I'm hip enough to know that. We have a text that. line? I'm hip enough to know that, okay. even though I'm still on fleek, which is, I guess I was told about five yeah. years old. Yeah. yeah, you are still yeah. on that, aren't you? I, whatever that is. Fleece or fleek? <laughs> which was it again?
1: Whichever you want to go yeah. with. All right. I'll let you pick.
0: Good deal. Uh, by the way, that Hensler.com is also our website, and we just had an upgrade to our website. If you want to see the Looks fancy real new... Sharp. Yeah, you want to see the fancy new website. You can go to hensler.com, H E N S S L E R.com.
1: Put faces with the voices. And then you oh, might yeah. then you might decide, well, I'll stick to voices only. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: probably might we might even lose a listener or two if they go checking out what we look like. I uh, got a face for new. radio. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. But uh anyway, that's uh where you can find a lot of the information if it is a broad enough topic. Uh, We can answer it there. Speaking of which, we do have a a, a question here. This week from our good friend Bill Murray, he says uh, year-to-date as of March 26th, the S&P is up 13%. Vanguard Emerging Market Stock Selection, ticker on that is VMMSX, is up 11%. Considering uh, considering that China is expected to carry out a stimulation policy and or other considerations, which fund uh, is likely to win the race by the end of the year, uh three years from now, uh which of the two is likely to outperform uh versus the other. And to be honest, we just looking at what China is expecting to do, uh versus as we said, you know, earlier in the show, our central bank, the Fed is uh looking to be accommodative, but it, it's also spurred a, a question as to just what that looks like. Um Obviously first step I made this comment before we've got quantitative tightening going on when you're allowing bonds to to uh, roll Mature. off and uh, yeah roll off with maturities um that's a that's a tightening they're not in the market buying that would cause rates to continue to stay lower go lower on the right. long end of the curve um and it looks as if they're not going to be adding any more to our uh, to our overnight lending rate which is at currently at 2.25 to 2.5, the range. Uh, So, you know, what I would do is look forward. And and what winds up happening is if uh, there's hardly any way that China could have a recession without dragging others down and vice versa. I mean, if the U.S. goes
1: into a recession, China's not exactly in in a great position either. And, you know, you mentioned China's stimulation policy. Well, if, if China's stimulating and... We fall in a recession. We're going to stimulate, right? We're going to cut rates. So we're it's already, already, already looking it, like right? we're going to. Um, I, I don't think that emerging markets stand to outperform by a significant margin um, the U.S. And not to mention, with if you look at these emerging markets funds, I don't know how much of this is in China. Do you have that number Twenty by chance? Seven, 27. Percent, seven percent is in China. And if you look at leverage of the U.S. versus China, I mean, listen, no one's going to sit here and tell you that we're in the best position, right? Yeah. But debt to GDP, what is China? 200
0: no, it's bigger than that. It's 400. Oh, and even double that. Yeah. Wow. Let me look real quick. I think it's 456.
1: Da, 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 so da. China's fall from grace, if something does happen there, in my opinion, it's going to be much more impactful. Yeah. Uh, US th- is, than a US recession.
0: Yeah, it's 265.9. I'm sorry. Not
1: to mention US goes into a recession, people stop spending. Where do we buy a lot of our goods from? Yeah. China. What China happens that that's yeah. not good news for anybody. Right.
0: 20% of Chinese GDP is from uh, uh, is is from exports, so we we're talking about uh, emerging markets as uh, as an answer to our good friend Bill Murray, who uh, has put us in this uh, kind of a debate as to whether or not we go with the u s who's acting accommodative or at least our central bank is. Uh, meanwhile, China's doing the same. Chinese emerging market fund he's talking about is uh, Vanguard Emerging Market Stock Select, ticker VMMSX. And, um, you know, like I say, holds almost 27% China. Uh, China, you, you're not going to have a whole lot of positive action on this particular uh, mutual fund without China going in the right direction. But it's our opinion that you're not going to see uh Either one of these uh, countries have economic slowdown issues without uh, without showing up on the other ones. Yeah, and I think if
1: if you That's own much. both of them right now, um, you know it's something we always preach: diversification. So there's sure. there's no reason. It's not like you have to pick one or the other. Um, we would more heavily weight the, the U.S. based S&P 500, yeah. um, but, but different countries, moment, you know, have different. All economic cycles don't align. Simultaneously, so That's true.
0: Yeah, our, our policy at the moment is to avoid the emerging markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say really for good reason. If you look over the last couple of years, it's been a real crowded space. Most of the institutional investors have recommended uh, that that would be like the, the best play. But if you look at the numbers, it really hasn't played out. Um,
1: I think if you were selective in emerging markets too, you could probably do better. But if you buy an emerging markets fund, something like that, they're all going to have – chinese exposure at least 25% probably 20-25%. And yeah. that's our biggest concern.
0: Yeah, if you look um over the past two years EEM is down 9.47% uh which is an ETF that just follows it's pretty much a similar situation mm-hmm. VMMSX which is the fund that uh that we're Bills asking about is down 5.4%. The S&P 500 is up 5.42% during that period. Uh, But if you look, there is something really interesting since the top of the market on 9-20 of 18, when we had that almost 20% downturn between 9-20 and December 24th. uh, VMM is actually the better option. It's up 2.57. While most everything I'm looking at is is down, even the S&P 500 down 2.83% since that top mm-hmm. and by the way we haven't reached we haven't regained that top again we're down uh you know overall uh, yeah. about three percent so yep. um you know that's that's kind of where we are so uh hope that helps you bill that's that's our opinion at the moment uh got another question here from alan from ballground says i'm 52 and getting getting a lot of offers for long-term care coverage I'm single and have no heirs aside from my older sister. Do I really need an LTC policy, long-term care policy?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> well, the question I think to uh, Alan is, uh, Alan, what's your plan if something happens? You know, uh, We can address on the financial side, but many times when you do have family or folks that are close by, you do have a, a, a support system. In his situation – uh, he will likely have need to have care, right? Uh, professional care, which is costly.
0: Yeah, we're talking about nursing home?
2: Well, uh, it could be therapy, which is brought in the home, right? So right. that's one aspect of where long term care coverage comes in and, and offers some nice value. In fact, statistically, 80% of claims for long term care start in the home. Okay. And so uh, you start to work down that path and we have um, uh, methods that we go through to first evaluate where the financial risk is, right? So we look at cost of care today and on a statistical basis what it will likely be when they hit their average age when claims begin, which is around 79, 80. That's sort of the foundation for how we arrive at a long-term care policy. But with folks like him, we might actually uh, look at it in a little different light. There are aspects about things where we could potentially look at a traditional disability policy and then put on a rider that does bring long-term care value on top of the disability. So it's just a, a different way to slice it um most of the time when I'm talking to folks like this, they have had experience with other family members, right? sure. older folks that have been in this, and they are looking at that saying, gosh, uh, what happens if I get hit by the bus and live? <laughs> right. Right? And so we just want to help them and put some economic numbers, right, premiums to where they can get the most bang for their buck. And we yeah. can look at a variety of different choices on how best to do that.
0: So you can answer their question, and it's really at this point, without knowing more, it's it depends.
2: Well, it depends, but I think the, the the back to the beginning, it's the first question is, so you know, Alan, who who do you anticipate would likely take care of you? And if we don't have a support system, church, family, if it doesn't have family and so on locally. You start looking at friends, and that will last for a couple a little bit, yeah, <laughs> that'll take you so far and then you're gonna step into some some real financial impact to whatever resources he has uh and that's where long term care can make those last longer, sure, so
0: all right, well, good answer, Jim, thank you for that uh we got another one that's based on something that you'll probably have the answer to more Jennifer insurance that's yeah, how it I goes. Mean, that's right. Um,
2: You've been saving what these, better right? To do? Yeah. You that still does. stand
0: by the the listener base being millennials.
1: A lot of uh long-term
2: lot of insurance care. questions, long term care. Yeah. Well, they, they got they,
1: parents they're too. Planning, they're planning. They're planning. They get the point that you need to start planning start early. Start now. There you go. And they yeah. got
0: parents. Pay yeah. attention. This is it's, this is the time you This is you what learn. you
2: want to tell your dad and mom about, right? That's absolutely mm-hmm. right.
0: So, yeah. uh, question from Jennifer from, from Kennesaw says, "What are some of the riders?" that I can get with my disability insurance, and are they worth it?
3: Mm,
2: good one. I like that. Yeah. Well, look. I thought you would. As you as you can imagine, insurance is one of those things. Boy, you can dress anything up. I mean, you can <laughs> layer in any and every rider you, you want. Um, there are some that I actually believe are probably more of, of good value to bring to the table when you start talking about a base disability policy. And many times those are quoted where they have, here's your base policy, and then they put a value, an incremental premium value to each each particular rider. And so what I often will do is sort of run the Cadillac and then step into the conversation with the client to say, here are the ones that I think would make most sense for you. And so we can then customize the coverage premium sure. and benefit-wise to exactly what their what facts they... and circumstances are. But I think the ones that make the most sense to me are ones that are what's called the future increase benefit option. So that's an idea where your benefits were likely to increase commensurate with your compensation, right? Everybody's look, looking for increases uh, over their next several years with compensation. So I definitely think that one is, is meaningful to make sure your coverage is is matching with those increases. Um some of the ones that I don't think that have the greatest, um, impact, uh, for is hospital income riders or social security riders. The concept is, look, if you qualify for social security disability, that means you are, you are, you, something has really happened yeah. <laughs> and you are eligible for your, uh, disability coverage. So I don't see that doubling up on that makes a lot of, uh, economic sense, but, Other things, there are things in there called waiver of premium, which when a disability occurs, it allows for the coverage uh, premium to stop. I actually think there's a value to that. And so what I would, as I said, I I typically run quotes where I I throw the whole Cadillac together. And then we'll walk down the path and selectively pick the ones that make the most economic sense.
0: Sounds good. All right, uh, so as a 50-some-year-old man, do you think that if I showed up with a man bun and two turns in my pants and uh, gauges <laughs> your, in my ears? Two turns that they, in your pants. What is that? I, you know, like the cuffs. Oh, you're there. rolling it's up the, the yeah.
2: pant. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that they it. would I think that I was
0: disabled I... enough to get this
2: policy? Uh, Probably uh, so. I don't know if mental disability <laughs> yeah, No kidding. Oh, it's a, surely it's got to help,
0: right? It sure does. All right, mark it up or down this
2: week, quick.
1: Uh, down. Down. All right. I like insurance. All right.
0: I say the market's up because I'm Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week.
3: All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only.